You are listening to the Jesco Bike Podcast. I'm your host, TJ Jeskowitz from Ragbri. And I'm Mark Wyatt from the Iowa Bicycle Coalition. This is that podcast where we talk about bicycles just for the fun of it. There's going to be tales from bicycling across the nation. We'll be joined each week by guests who talk about the social side of cycling. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with the smile. Okay, here we go. Episode 28. And uh, kind of, kind of got over the hump of summer that that ritual that is that is known as as ragbri. But before we get to any of that discussion, I would like to give a big shout out, congratulations to Jordan and Brian Powers on the arrival of their baby boy, Holden Daniel Powers, who was born, I believe, August first, and that's some pretty good timing because then Dad can actually go ride or work ragbri and <laughs> not miss, um, you know, baby Powers' first or second or third birthday. So um, I I know how that goes because my anniversary is on July twenty fourth, and I always miss my anniversary because it's always smack dab on, on ragbri no matter what. So uh, good timing um, by Holden Daniel to hold that for another day. So so. Congratulations to those two, and uh, I know they're excited. First baby, so uh, very, very exciting times around the Powers household. Now, poor Brian had to miss Rack, Brian, and I think birth of your first child is on the list of rules <laughs> that allows you to, to miss one, isn't it? If you go to that uh, Rack, Brian versus Hawaii video, I, I believe that's in there as one of the things, uh, loss of a spouse, birth of a child, you know, they're, they're pretty high level kind of things on there. So, uh, we'll give, we'll give Brian a pass on this one. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, obviously last week was a big week in, in our state and throughout the Midwest and I guess throughout the world, uh, that international event called Ragbri took place, Ragbri 45. Um, we had different perspectives on the week I was working, you were working as the ride right chair, but also enjoying yourselves a, a little bit more than I was. But hey, um, I call that I call that work the whole time. I mean, it is I'm working. Networking. I'm talking with people. I'm assessing conditions and connecting with connecting with Iowa. Well, I tell you what, we sailed uh, flawlessly along with half a day of rain and temps in the seventies, which for Iowa is unheard of. I mean, humidity was perfect. Um, the weather, I, I, I've been involved for the last 15 ragbri, 16 ragbri, somewhere around there. I've never remembered, you know, seven days of weather, just, just as perfect as that has been. And, uh, you can just tell by the smiles and the happiness on people. I mean, obviously it's a happy place, but to have that kind of weather just really impacts their, their happiness factor. And I don't, I don't know what you thought about the week, Mark, but that just stood out as just one of the things of just a, a real fun week. You know, as a, as a bicycling vacation package, you couldn't have put together a, a better package. You had great weather. You had a great route. You had perfect towns, um, happy people the whole way. And that finish was spectacular. Um, I, I, in fact, I got a phone call today from Dan Aarons who said, Hey, I don't know why we waited so long to do that finish. Cause that was the greatest finish. That's my bar from here on out. Good. And that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Coming from an engineer that really means something because they, they understand what goes into trying to plan a, a major bike route and to, to have it, 
I guess, 15 miles along the Mississippi River or the, you know, basically as close to the Mississippi River as you can get. It's, it's pretty hard to do. And we got a lot of letters saying, why don't you do that more often? And there's not too many places that could pull that off. So um, I, I just think that was a special one. Will it be replicated again? We'll, we'll see down the road. But, um, you know, relish in the thought of of riding that. And you know what? Here's an idea. Go back and ride it again because there's some really nice people over there that would love to have, yeah. you know, people in Wakan and Lansing, you know, Decorah area, all those places just really love to have cyclists out there. You know, I think we found that on the route inspection ride is, is that route was perfect the first time without the state troopers and the ambulances and the hordes of vendors and volunteers it was still a really great route to ride, even if uh, even if you didn't have Ragbri accompanying you. And I can't say that for every Ragbri, um, but this one you definitely could. And I think it's one to go back to and, and hope people do. Yeah. Well, shout out to all the towns. I mean, from Orange City all the way to Lansing, everyone just did a, a spectacular job. Um, all the safety officials. One of the numbers that we go into the year trying to plan, trying to hit each and every year, and everyone working together works on this number, is, is zero. And mm -hmm. the number of zero fatalities is an important one. Yeah, we're going to have bumps and bruises along the way. We've had broken bones, collarbones, clavicles, you name it. You know, there's bike-on-bike -bike crashes. But, you know, for everyone to go home and see loved ones afterwards, that that's an important thing. And, you know, everyone working together, we made that happen. And really proud of that that accomplishment and we'll strive to do that again next year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was spectacular. You know, from my perspective, I it's the best of times and the worst of times. And we've had uh so far, year to date, a, a pretty good run of things. And uh, then last week, things started to come off from the wheels uh, uh, from the, the crash perspective. Um, probably getting the most headlines is we had uh, three bicyclists that were struck from, from a passing vehicle or, well, not passing vehicle in this case, um, in the middle of the lane over by Dallas Center, you know, at about uh, 40 minutes or so from sunset. So uh, plenty of light and, and uh, you know, you should be able to see three three. Uh, uh, full-grown people on the on the road i think there's a lot of investigation i have a lot of questions that are still on that that crash that i want to know and investigations take time so we're going to be watching that as the iowa bicycle coalition very closely but we ha also had another crash that i don't think a lot of people heard about um, there was a 13 year old in emmitsburg uh, who was run over by a semi turning into a feed mill lot he was up on the sidewalk um, uh, mm. and those are difficult. Um, that's our third fatal bike crash in the state this year. Um, the other one, a person hit an animal and the other one, an eight year old ran out, uh, uh, on a tricycle in front of a moving vehicle. So we've had two kids and, and I don't like to see it that way. And I think those kids are the one reason we keep doing the job that we're doing sure. is to, uh, to make sure people are going to be safe. Yeah. Sad to hear that. Anytime kids are involved, and obviously, you know, the three individuals that were riding over in Dallas County, I mean, ho hopefully we're going to get a lot more facts uh, to what happened. Don't want to rush to judgment, but um, never good when we hear of three cyclists getting hit from behind. And uh, it sounds like they're going to they're going to pull through. Um, so obviously we're thinking about those three individuals over in Dallas County and hopefully they'll make a full and speedy recovery. Yeah. You know, my job focuses on kind of the, this bad crash stuff all the time. And, and 
I don't want to paint that picture that bicycling is not safe. I, I still think it's safe. I, I'm out there on the roads all the time, and that doesn't bother me. Um, I think 99% of motorists across the state know what to do when they encounter a bicycle, which is slow down, change lanes to pass, uh, make sure it's safe before you pass. Um, you know, I think there's just a small fraction of these things that happen, and I, I don't think we're anywhere near you know, the crash prevalence that motor vehicles have, you know, they hit motor, other motor vehicles all the time. So I still think I was, I was a great place to ride a bike and a very safe place to ride a bike, but we have some mopping up left to do. Sure. Well, good. Well, thanks for your work on that, Mark, and your team's work. Um, obviously, you know, we're never going to make it 100% safe, but we can make it safer, no doubt. And I know the Iowa Bike Coalition is working to make that reality and, you know, keep up the good work. I know there's a lot of people that appreciate your good work, and we're certainly one of them with RAGBRAI and, and this Just Go Bike team. So, so thank you for that hard work. Appreciate that. Well, we've got a good show here. We've got a story about a penny farthing riding across the entire country. And if you don't know what a penny farthing is, basically a high wheeler or one of those, um, you know, big, big wheels in the front, tiny little wheel on the back, um, you know, antique bikes, whatever you want to call it. Um, that sounds like a pretty interesting little tale. I don't know, you know, where do you put your water bottle and, and <laughs> there's no gears in those things. I got a lot of questions on this guy that's, so he's riding all the way across the country on a single speed high wheeler bike, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I look forward to hearing that. I, I have vivid memories of, of our buddy, Charlie Harper over in Muscatine riding the high wheeler, um, the last day of the rag bright pre-ride into his hometown. And just, uh, I had goosebumps, you know, seeing Charlie ride, you know, a couple of miles on that. I, I couldn't imagine, um, you know, this individual riding a, across the country and, yeah. You know, we see those on RAGBRAI, you know, all, all the time, you know, but to, to tackle that kind of thing. I mean, I've heard people riding centuries and, you know, doing a day of RAGBRAI, but across the country, that's quite the accomplishment. So, <laughs> so again, tip of the helmet to, to them for riding across and, and look forward to, I, I think Kyle did that one, a little catching up with the penny farthing. Dear listeners, this is Kyle Munson for the Just Go Bike Podcast, and on the phone today I have uh, a unique young gentleman named Julian Redman. Uh, he's from Idaho, he's 28 years old, and he has just completed an epic journey on a penny-farthing bicycle, a big-wheel bicycle, from coast to coast. 44 days, about 3,333 miles, May 21st to July 4th. And he ended up on the beach just north of Boston on America's first public beach, I believe, Revere Beach, just outside of Boston or just near downtown Boston. And I want to talk to him about this epic journey. Hey, welcome to the podcast, Julian. Hey, thanks for having me, Kyle. So, so many things to, that I wonder about. But first, why did you want to do this? <laughs> I guess there's a lot of answers that I could have for that. Um the idea first kind of started in college. I knew I wanted to just ride a bike across the country. and At that point, it hadn't really grown into what it is now. But, um, you know, I, I've always kind of liked the idea of a challenge, and I've always liked to travel, and it seemed like a cool way to do it. I've always found that the slower you go, um, the more you tend to see and the more you kind of get to experience where you're at. And there's nothing really slower than a penny farthing, so this was a great uh, <laughs> sort of a great thing to choose in that regard. Um the penny farthing, it just kind of, um, 
grew over the years as it festered in my brain. I learned about Thomas Stevens, who was the first person to ever ride their bike across the country. Uh, he did in 1884. And I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. I bet that hasn't been done too many times since. And it'd be kind of a neat way to celebrate the 200th anniversary of the bicycle. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. We've been celebrating the, yeah, I guess the bicentennial of the bicycle on the podcast off and on throughout the year. Yeah, you mentioned Thomas Stevens. I was just doing a little bit of research beforehand, and I, it was fascinating to hear about this guy who, I guess he was the first man to circle the globe on, on a bicycle. That's uh, correct. Yeah, he went all the way. So uh, that blows my mind. And then, so others have followed his path since then. I found reference to, there's a gentleman in 1991 who did it in 38 days, just coast to coast. Um, mm-hmm. Some other folks uh, in recent years. And so did you, I mean, have you met any of your, I guess, uh, this fraternity of penny farthing coast to coast writers? Uh, I haven't met any that have gone coast to coast, unfortunately. That would have been really neat. Uh, but I have met uh, quite a few people from the Wheelmen Group, which is a, uh, a cycling group that is uh, uh, sort of devoted to penny farthings and old school bicycles. Um, and so I've met a couple of them along the way who have uh, you know, been super helpful and uh, you know, helped me out with things and taken me in uh, for the night and stuff like that. And that's been really great. That's that's good. Yeah, I loved how as you got uh, right toward the end of the route, you faced you did you did the last several hundred feet on Facebook Live, which I thought was <laughs> there yeah. was even more of a more of a, a feat. And I came. It was very difficult to try to do with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that to listeners, but um, no. <laughs> the, I, you you wrote something also which I loved on Facebook as I think it was the night before you finished, and okay. you put it like this: you said. I've seen the gauntlet of what America has to offer. From breathtaking vistas to incredible people, this stupid trip has been an experience I'll only forget when Alzheimer's kicks in and leaves me simply with a half-fated memory of a goose attack in Reno. <laughs> what? Yes. What's this goose attack? <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, Reno's probably about maybe a week into my trip at this point, and uh, I was... You know, I had just gotten out of the Sierra Nevadas, which, you know, looking back was easily the toughest part of the trip. And uh, so I'm, you know, still a little shell shocked from that, riding along a bike path, thinking that everything's going to be okay. And uh, a family of geese kind of walk across the, the path. I'm like, okay, I'll slow down so they can, get, you know, get through. And uh, the mother goose wasn't really sure what to take of my bicycle. Most people aren't, but <laughs> geese aren't the exception to that. And uh, it, kind of just attacked me it flew straight up at me and uh, started pecking away at me and i just went flying off the bicycle uh ripped my knee up pretty good it was uh <laughs> the most fun one can have with geese i suppose <laughs> wow you uh you conquer mountains traffic uh you know weather storms and then you're felled by that's a goose. right <laughs> that's right you know the goose conquers all <laughs> well you crossed so this 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 route uh you know, from San Francisco to Boston, cuts across a yeah. lot of the middle of America, including Iowa. We're a podcast that's based in Iowa in the Midwest, but like you, we like you know we cover bicycling from coast to coast. Um, I loved one other thing you wrote on Facebook was mm-hmm. you were in Middle Nebraska, I believe, and you said, <laughs> "I feel like no matter what I post, it's going to look like the same as any other picture I've taken in Nebraska." <laughs> a little monotonous that's very there. <laughs> A bit. You know, I mean, the problem is that it was really bittersweet because I've noticed on the things on this trip that were really breathtaking and beautiful and things like that, 
were also coincident, not coincidentally, the most difficult days of the trip. I mean, the Sierra Nevadas were gorgeous, but I will never do that again. <laughs> Whereas Nebraska was, you know, utterly dreary and the same thing over and over. It's great if you're a corn enthusiast, I guess, but, um, <laughs> but what's great about that also is it was flat. And, uh, you know, that was at the time very great because I had just, you know, gotten over the Rockies. So it was nice to have something that I could actually ride for a sustained period of time. Yeah. Now, how difficult is it to ride a penny farthing? I, I have not ridden <laughs> one, but I've, I have ridden my bicycle alongside other penny farthing riders, even going uphill. Sure. And they've they found it difficult to talk because they have to just expend so much energy and so much lung power just For to sure. just to churn ahead. And I don't think I mean, you don't have pedal clips. You don't have pedal cages. Oh, no. So how you just must feel like a, a you must be a strong rider. I guess that's one way to put it. Um, I think, you know, it's hard to say exactly. If you're going on flat ground, um, I found that it's not too terribly different than a bicycle, except for the fact that I can't really coast. I always have to be pedaling. Um, what gets to be really challenging is trying to go uphill because I don't have gears. So it's really hard to make that wheel turn over. Um, and there gets to be a point on, depending on how steep the grade is, that you just physically can't ride it anymore and you have to push it. And, um, but what's actually worse on uphill is downhill because I don't have brakes. And so, um, if you get going too quickly, you got to take your feet off the pedals. Uh, and once that happens, the front wheel likes to wobble. And once it wobbles, you will crash. Mm. So, mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's always kind of playing a balancing act, uh, with the bicycle. It's honestly almost more mentally draining than it is, uh, physically, I think. Yeah, I can understand that. Back to Thomas Stevens, I found at least one source that said he had to walk at least one-third of his route from coast to coast just because of... I totally believe that, yeah. <laughs> did you, how, how was it for you? When did you have to do different passages off the bike? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Stevens had a little bit worse. I get paved roads. He didn't have the benefit of that. So on a lot of his route, he was sinking into the, you know, deep clay or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um However, like I said, anything that has a pretty steep grade, I have to walk. So on the West Coast especially, there was quite a few walking days. I mean, from Auburn to Truckee and Nevada, that was almost straight walking. It was just too steep. And, uh, you know, a few points throughout the Rockies. And even in Iowa, where you're at, you guys don't have really mountains, but you have awful graded hills. (laughs) Yes. There was a lot of pushing up that as well. Um, In terms of other off-road port, I mean, I did a little bit in the – the salt flats that was kind of neat to ride on and uh there was a point where i got stuck up in the mountains in the uh, sierra nevada so i had to uh try to bring that down a snow covered cliff and that wasn't terribly fun either <laughs> oh, wow well so again congrats julian and i appreciate you coming on the podcast just a couple more questions one is how does this fit into the rest of your life i mean now that you've finished the journey what do you do you do anything with what you've learned or your journal or do you just go back to your everyday job or, or what's next for you? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I think unquestionably the next step has to be icing my knee. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long ride for it. It's, it's been barking at me since about Nebraska. Um, but more seriously speaking, you know, it's hard to say. I've got a journal full of notes that maybe I'll try to, you know, fit into something more coherent. Um, uh, but otherwise I just kind of want to relax for a little bit, let it kind of sink in. It still hasn't quite, you know, sunk in that I've finished yet. So I just kind of want to let it sink in and let it, 
be able to reflect back on what I just did. And then from there, you know, maybe, you know, try to turn those notes into something more. That's great. And then do you just pedal, ca- do you ride and pedal casually throughout the year or uh, throughout the summer? Um, maybe, I'll, you know, before I did this, I did a little bit to train. Um, and before the whole penny farthing thing, I, you know, I would ride my road bike around a bit. Uh, nothing nearly this extensive though. Okay. Well, good deal. Well, again, congrats. Uh, I'm, I'm all the more impressed after hearing some more of the details and uh, your vicious fights with wildlife. Um, That's right. <laughs> we always ask people on the podcast, and maybe this is maybe you've had a change of heart after your journey. Maybe you have a new favorite. I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite kind of pie? A favorite kind of pie? Yes. Ooh, there is. You know, I'm going to have to go with probably banana cream. Good answer. I think that might be the first banana cream answer we've received. Was that a child a childhood recipe, or is that a more recent discovery? You know, it's more recent kind of a thing. There was a when I, I used to live in Germany, and um, I don't know where I had it exactly, but they made the best banana cream pie. And ever since then, I've, it's just you know kind of been imprinted on me. So now everywhere I go, I have to have it. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you get another slice soon. You've deserved it. Uh, you deserve it. You've earned it. And uh, Thanks so much for sharing your penny-farthing adventure. Thanks so much for having me on, Kyle. It was a pleasure. Take care. Well, well, well. Hello. My name is Andrea, and this is the Parrot Talk. The Parrot Talk, that's right. And I'm back after a couple weeks being gone. Um, Sorry I didn't record last week, but I was basically comatose after the ride, so it would have just been a series of low moans instead of any actual talking. So I think it's for the best that it worked out that way. I'd also like to say thank you to everyone who came out and said hello on the ride. Um, Kudos to you for being able to find me out there because I was a hot mess and wearing a uniform and it was crazy out there, but I'm so glad I got to talk to you all and um, put some faces to whoever I've been talking to for the last couple of weeks, months, however long I've been parrot talking, but um, it was really cool and you guys are awesome. and. Come up and say hi again because I'd love to hear how the rest of your rides went. I hope it was good. Um, So also on the ride, speaking of, I got to go, basically my life is complete now because I got to go to the Perky Parrot in Algona, which is a coffee shop that is parrot themed, which is so awesome. And I took my photo with about 20 different parrots around the coffee shop. Uh, Unfortunately, none of them were live except for me. So that's the only point upon which they could approve. But um, I did get a discount on my coffee because I'm a parrot. So that was awesome. Uh, So yeah, highly recommend that. Uh, I had a great time working with the Ragbri crew and all the riders and everything like that. Overall, A plus Ragbri. But what I want to talk to you about today is what happens when Ragbri is over. Overall, my strategy when recovering for a big ride is to take the advice of the dude, the Big Lebowski, and take her easy. But if you want to get technical, I'll break it down into about three-ish steps, um, starting with the immediate step of food, relaxation, and laundry. Food, my tradition is to eat an entire pizza all by myself immediately after the ride, like right when I get home. This year I had eaten a frozen pizza each night for the previous two nights, so I decided to go with plan B, which was Ponchero's which is a little bit out there for my, you know, my tradition, but it was a great choice, I have to say, and I will be back on the pizza train next time. 
and I did eat a pizza after the pre-ride. So, you know, I kind of had already completed that. But anyway, I encourage you to come up with an equivalent tradition so that you can truly feed that hunger because your stomach is still running a million miles an hour. And the last thing you want to do is get hangry while you're trying to deal with the rest of your life. For TV, I love to just relax a little bit after the ride. I mean, I just find that I don't have the energy to like deal with anything else. Actually, this year I downloaded the Lego Hobbit on my PlayStation. So that's where I've been going. Um, You know, up to you if you want to watch. Other times I've also done like TV shows that I'm embarrassed to admit that I've watched or, you know, found a good book or just like sat on my porch and stared out at nothing for, you know, a couple hours. That'll work too. You know, whatever is your jam. And then finally, the first immediate step needs to be laundry. Like, I'm sorry to admit that you're going to have to do at least any kind of chores right when you get back. But to be honest, your laundry stinks and you're going to need to get that in the wash as soon as possible. You know, just like the nuclear items that are really, really offensive. Because if you leave those bad boys in the garage for a couple of days, you don't want to know what they're going to look like when they come out. They may never come out. So then we move on to phase two, which I am currently sort of on right now. Um, And that's where you just take it to the next level of re-entering the real world. Um, You'll probably be doing a little bit more laundry, maybe actually unpacking your entire duffel bag, which I'm not quite done with yet, but getting there. Um, And you just sort of get back to those basic life skills of, say, human contact, maybe answer some work emails, Remember to be polite. Remember to do that feed yourself step before you do that. Um, Maybe go out and get some groceries. Get a lot of groceries. And maybe just go ahead and go shopping for groceries while you're still hungry. Because you're going to need all of those groceries. Um, And reacquaint yourself with indoor plumbing. It's 2017. We have porcelain now. It's awesome. Um, And... You know, sometimes part of this stage is to deal with something that is often called ragbri belly, in which your GI tract has to reacquaint itself to eating vegetables and like quote unquote real food. Um, And it may take some time, but just bear with it. You know, good luck to you. And if you're anything like me, phase two is going to involve a lot of hunger. Uh, After the pre-ride, I was eating at my ragbri levels for about two weeks. Um, and I mean a lot of food. Um, and somewhere in that time period, your brain is going to start saying, hey, your metabolism is slowing down um, and you are still eating the same amount. You may want to cut back or else you're going to start to gain a lot of weight, my friend. Um, and that is the point at which I tell my brain, F you, because I'm still hungry. And you know what? You earned it. So, you know, I wouldn't hold back from that second piece of pie if you're lucky enough to have pie in your house. Or for me, more like that second sleeve of Chips Ahoy or, you know, another one of those Blue Bunny Star Bars. Heck yes, you know what I'm talking about. And actually, you can use this hunger to your advantage when you finally have to enter step C and go back to real life. In which you need to go back to work or interact with family members or whatever. Um because you can really impress people with your food intake volume, you know, or tales thereof. Um, I had to stop tweeting about how much food I ate on the ride during the pre-ride because things were getting embarrassing. So, you know, turn it around. Don't be embarrassed. Own it. 
tell them how many pieces of pie you really ate on the ride or how many um, pork chops you had or you know whatever go with your heart or your stomach um, you can also amaze them with your feats of strength you know if you have to kick anything or like you know drag anything by your legs um, you're gonna be awesome at that right now um, impress them with your amazing tan lines um, I think I may have actually blinded someone with my short tan line one time you know that's crap's impressive um, and of course you can tell your funny stories about that one time you dropped your cell phone in the toilet or like you know whatever something funny that happened to the ride um, and how much they wish they would be there and you know could you join us next year and um, what an awesome time I had even if you're the type of person who just usually throws their bike up into the garage and lets it get spider webby until next year don't do that this year take it down grease her up clean her off um, and get back out on the road because you are going to feel like a god and or goddess you know with your brag by legs it is just going to be amazing and that one hill that seems so hard before the ride is just going to be a piece of cake um, and you're just going to love it it's going to be some of the best riding miles of the whole year for you especially with this really nice weather that we've been having in Iowa I don't know about other states but in Iowa it's been uncharacteristically cool and not so windy and seriously just get out there and bike it'll chase away that your blues justify your hunger um possibly adjust your tan lines if you're smart with your short placement um and just get you back out there and feeling good about everything that you've done over the last couple of weeks um so i hope you do that i hope you enjoy um now that we've gotten through the big ride um, i'm gonna need to find some more stuff to talk about so if you have any ideas or anything you'd like to talk about or any other rides that you're looking forward to riding, I'd love to hear about them. You can get a hold of me at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet me at justgobike or on my personal tw or my work Twitter, which is ragbright underscore Andrea, or you can get to us at justgobike at Instagram or Facebook. So I would love to hear from you, hear how you're doing now that Ragbri is over. Um, if you have any patented ragbri recovery remedies that you'd like to share with us or anything like that, I'd just really love to hear from you. Um, and go out there, just go bike, and have a great day. We've reached the end of another edition of the Just Go Bike podcast. This show is made possible by Think Iowa City. If you haven't had a chance, come over to Iowa City because on Jingle Cross, that's the World Cup cyclocross race. That's going to be held from on September 15th through the 17th. You got to get out there and see that. That is a spectacular event. Now, if you want to participate, there's all kinds of things to do. I know they're adding a cross relay for the public to get involved in. But you want some road riding or some gravel grinder? October 1st is the Grand Gable Fondo. This is a storied event, which uh, a lot of people have participated in. It's an, an outstanding event. So think Iowa City. Also, our other sponsors, Bikes to You, one of the best bike shops in Ragbright Charter. Head on over there for some of the best women's clothing selection that you can find in Iowa. And then our final sponsor, Primal Wear. If you're looking for custom bike jerseys, shorts, and accessories, Primal Wear is your go-to place. And I think we saw all three of those entities quite a bit on Ragbri. 
Um, you know, I think Iowa City people, I know they've got those big events coming up. It was great to see them. Team Spare Tire, I think they go under that moniker. Uh, bikes to you, obviously, all over the place with the charter and, and fixing bikes. And and we got to set up right next to Primal every day. So it was great seeing those folks. I'm actually going to be over in their neck of the woods for Velorama, which is next week, the Colorado Classic. And so I'll get to spend some more time um, with the Primal folks. So looking forward to that. All right, so we've come to the conclusion of episode 28. Hope, hopefully you've enjoyed listening. Um, you can find our show notes at justgobike.net. You know, what do you want to talk about on this show? Find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Just Go Bike. And make sure you subscribe to the Just Go Bike podcast and join us each and every week for more tales from the Ragbri Nation, Midwest Cycling, and Cycling Across the World. And I guess I'll leave you with this thought. Every time you miss your childhood... Go ride on a bicycle.